0: Which Denver Broncos player that's not a starter on offense or defense do you in Broncos country need to keep your eyes on this upcoming season? We'll talk about players you need to watch all throughout training camp and the preseason heading into the regular season. You're going to get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos Country? Welcome to a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Which non starter for the Broncos offense or defense do Broncos Country need to keep their eye on? We're going to dive deep into that on today's episode of the show. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos Country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day, wherever you get your podcast for free, or you can watch us. On YouTube, make sure you subscribe or follow so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, analysis, and more every single day all year long. This is the place to be. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports, joined alongside by Sarah Benninger, site expert, predominantly orange.com. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends, LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com. Locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. The conversation is we get ready to set the table for our training camp position previews beginning on tomorrow's episode of the show. We're going to talk about non-starters on offense and defense that fans need to keep their eye on. And let's start off on the offensive side of the ball here. First and foremost, the offense and the defense right now, 90 man roster, they contain a variety of players. So it's really hard to filter through sometimes and maybe grab someone like, hey, this is somebody you need to keep an eye on. As cliche as it may sound, I think the choices that we talk about and that maybe most fans are going to talk about on today's episode of the show, I mean, there are key guys that are going to play a role at some point this season. Mm-hmm. So let's dive deep into it. I'm going to start things off with Samaj P. Ryan here, Sarah. I, I went with him because, look, obviously, Javante Williams treading in the right direction here. And if Javante is the starter, is ready to go week one, Samaje Piran, I feel like from a guy who's not a starter, will probably have a really big impact on the operation on the offensive side of the ball. Eager for your thoughts on this
1: one. I love that pick because I think P. Ryan, obviously the Broncos are putting quite a bit of faith in him, right? If they feel like Javante ready or even if they don't, we know that Sean Payton prefers to have multiple backs in his system Carrying a pretty hefty workload, right? I mean, not to say that they're both going to get 30 carries a game or anything ridiculous like that, but I think, hey, Samaje Pirine is in line for quite a few touches this season. I know we've talked about that on this show that he really hasn't been a featured back since his rookie year in Washington, which is true. But we know, dating back to his time at Oklahoma, this is a guy who I think at the time, Cody, he set the NCAA record for yards in a game. We know that he can carry a full workload. The question now is, what is that going to look like as his game has evolved? Because he became a different player in Cincinnati than what we saw in Washington or his brief stint in Miami. Like He really developed well in Cincinnati as a three-down back. And Sean Payton is quick to kind of remind people right, that he's not just a third-down back. He said we watched him. He did some great stuff on first and second down as well. So... Don't diminish this as just a guy who's going to come in and pass protect or come in and just catch passes, things like that. He is an every down back. And I wonder now that he's kind of in the later years of his NFL career, a late bloomer, if you want to call it that, I think he's in line to, to play a really big role this season.
0: He's a bruiser in between the tackles on the outside. I mean, he can do everything. As you mentioned, He's not just this one type of back, you are know, like, all right, Hey, when this guy's in, you know, he's going to do this. It's, Hey, he could do anything when he's out there on the field. So you can't maybe play your hand as a defense too much because hey, he can hurt you out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Asked the Kansas City Chiefs a few years ago in that AFC Championship game when the Bengals knocked the Chiefs out. I mean, he had he caught that screen pass right before halftime, ran it all the way down for a touchdown. And look, I can tell you this as well. You know, we always do this anytime the Broncos sign somebody from another team. We always look to get a, fa- a pulse on the fan base. And when Samaje Perine signed in Denver, a lot of Bengals fans were bummed out because he was an impact player for them and there was a lot of uncertainty surrounding whatever was going on off the field with Joe Mixon and that was a big loss for the Bengals there and so now it's the Broncos game he's averaged over four yards per carry during his time with Cincinnati I mean he is a guy who you can really rely on I'm excited to see how Sean Payton looks to utilize him but so I'm going to open things up to you now here on today's episode of the show looking at a player on the offensive side of the ball a non-starter who you think could have a big impact. Someone that Broncos fans maybe need to keep an eye on throughout training camp and the NFL preseason. Who you got?
1: Well, I'm going to flip my script a little bit here, Cody. Okay, so I had I have two different guys on the offensive side that I want to talk about in this episode, but I'm going to flip the guy that I was going to talk about later. was going to save it for later, but I'm going to bring it out now. We're going dessert first here on Lockdown Broncos. I'm going to say Jarrett Stidham. Look, the, the backup quarterback. This is a guy you signed to a $10 million deal two years, 5 million a year. Obviously he is, he's getting a little bit of hype this off season, isn't he? I mean, Sean Payton spoken highly of him in the past. He's asking reporters at the press conference way back early in the off season. He's like, did you see that game against the 49ers that he played last year? It's like Sean Payton is really impressed with this guy. And and I don't think Sean Payton is exactly like Vic Fangio, but I kind of get the vibe that Sean Payton is a little more difficult to impress Uh, a little more difficult to maybe get like a a glowing review in the media with. And so I think for him to say the things that he said about Jarrett Sidham, he's talking about how this guy's on an upward trajectory or the arrows pointing up. He's talking about him. They see starter qualities in him. This is somebody who's going to come in and need to have a big training camp. Why? Because the Broncos need a big time number two quarterback, right? They need to be in good hands if things go awry with Russell Wilson or if, if he gets injured. They need to be able to be a competitive team. Not only that, I think Russell needs to be pushed a little bit. We we know that he's very intrinsically motivated, right? He's a guy who I think he's self-aware enough to know, I need to go back, put my head to the grindstone, work hard, but that guy behind him on the depth chart, that's a key piece of this offseason for the Broncos. If Stidham can go out there, Consistently put together strong practices, impress the coaching staff, impress his teammates. That's good for the Broncos. And I think it's good for Russell Wilson as well to have that player behind him that say, hey, you got to be better than Stidham today, which may sound ridiculous to some people listening. It's like, oh, my gosh, he can't be better than Jarrett Stidham. No, I think Stidham has shown to, I, he he torched the he number one play. defense in the NFL last year. So, I mean, he can play and he's he's going to be a fascinating player to document on a daily basis at training camp. I know he's not necessarily everybody's focus, but I think he's one of those big-time non-starters to watch.
0: Well, I think it's going to be big for him, especially in the preseason, Sarah. Look, you get three games. It's different. There's no longer the four-game stretch that you get. You get three games, and in this three-game stretch, I mean, look, Denver's got two other quarterbacks, and that'll obviously set things up perfectly for tomorrow's episode of the show where we begin our training camp position previews. We're going to start things off with the quarterback position, but there's two other guys besides Jared Stidham that are out there competing for a spot on the roster. And so how does everything like that factor into the equation during training camp during preseason? But yeah, you're right. Stidham needs to go out there and show like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a legitimate number two quarterback. Cause look, it's hard to find guys that you have confidence in that, Hey, if the starter goes down or if the starter struggles, you go in a different direction. Can you bring somebody else in that's going to pick things up and maybe execute at a, an efficiency level that wasn't being matched before. I mean, that is a huge, huge gamble, but Sean Payton, like I said, I trust his track record with working with guys, building offenses around guys. Jared Stidham, yeah, I think that's a great pick for you, Sarah. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Broncos country, we're eager for your thoughts, though, as well. When you look at the offensive side of the ball, who are some non-starters that you have your eyes on? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment it down below. Make sure you interact with other members of Broncos country. Like the video for the algorithm as well. Or if you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, you can always tweet us on social media, at CodyWorkNFL. At Sir Bettinger at Locked On Broncos, the conversation will continue though on today's episode of the show as we look at the Broncos defense and we take a look at non-starters that fans need to keep their eyes on. You're gonna get that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our friends over there at Bird Dogs. And last year, Bird Dogs they sent myself they sent Sarah some comfortable attire. They sent me some khaki style joggers that hey I can wear it to the office if I want. I can wear it when I go on my walks around Denver. I can even wear it to bed. It's comfortable. It's loungewear. And not to mention the fabric. It keeps me cool in this Denver heat. If you've seen me, you see I get sunburn all the time. Cool moisture protection with bird dogs. And that's why I'm going to recommend them to you in Broncos country. Aside from that, they also have shorts. And they have a multitude of different styles that you can choose from. They're perfect for any type of weather. And you can choose your inseam length. You can choose to add linings to it if you want to as well. And they have various color schemes and fit options, which fit better than their competitors by a mile. This year, they sent me two new pairs of shorts that I wear when I work out. Sometimes I'll wear them to bed. Bird Dogs is comfortable. And on top of that, they also threw in a free Yeti-style tumbler that you can also get when you purchase Bird Dogs here today. So go to BirdDogs.com slash NFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's BirdDogs.com slash NFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you that.
1: Well, in the NFL, Cody, we know that depth is important, that your roster, one through 90, you've got to have guys that are fighting for spots and you've got to have non-starters that can make an impact on both sides of the ball. And really, we talked about that on offense. We talked about Samaje Ryan. We talked about Jarrett Stidham, two guys that could end up being key for the Denver Broncos this season, even if, in Stidham's case, we don't see a lot of him on the field. He might have an impact off the field but cody we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball and before we do we just want to say thank you to all of you who are listening to locked on broncos wherever you listen like i said in yesterday's show if you're walking around costco if you're walking on the treadmill listening to the show we appreciate you if you're watching on youtube that's so awesome and we're thankful for that we'd love it if you engage in the comments we obviously love talking to all of you getting to know all of you. it's been so much fun hasn't it this summer cody just Talking to all the people who are the everydayers, the everyday listeners and just sticking it out through the dog days of the offseason. You got to love it. And I love it. You know, I know you love it. And that's why we're talking about these players right here. These non-starters. These are these are for the diehard fans. You come to the preseason, you come to training camp. You got your roster sitting there and you're like, oh, I know who that guy is. We were talking about him on Lockdown Broncos. Defensively, Cody, who are some of the non-starters? Actually. Who's one non-starter that you're looking forward to really seeing step up when the pads go on here at training camp in just a couple weeks?
0: Well, it's going to be number 35, and that is Jaquan McMillan. And and look, they're kind of building off what we talked about throughout OTAs, throughout mandatory minicamp. He was one player who consistently stood out and was making plays and really kind of continued to ascend a little bit from that performance that he had in the Week 18 game. Obviously, the regular season finale for the Broncos, where he got to cover guys like Keenan Allen, He got to cover guys like Mike Williams. Got robbed of an interception. Jaquan McMillan is a guy who, in my opinion, if you're a fan who's going to be attending Broncos training camp here in just a couple of weeks, or if you're going to go to some preseason games, the first two are on the road at Arizona, at San Francisco, and then you have the home finale against the Los Angeles Rams. But if you're going to be at any of these events, you need to be keeping an eye out on number 35 in the secondary. And look, here's the thing about Jaquan McMillan. We saw him play on the outside for the Broncos in that week 18 regular season game last year. There's also a chance we maybe see him play outside in the preseason. We also may see him play a little bit in the inside, in the slot covering during the preseason. And I think it's so pivotal because, hey, right now, looking at the cornerback position, there's some talent in that room. But Jaquan McMillan, a guy who was undrafted last year, who obviously was an All-American, has been a guy who knows how to get his hands on the football and make plays. Can he do that in training camp? Can he do that in preseason? And if he does, Sarah, I mean, we talk about stock going up, stock going down. He's a guy who has just been on a rise here. And if you're a Broncos fan and you love defensive back play like myself, or you want to know, hey, what does the depth look like behind guys like Damari Mathis, Patrick Sertan, Riley Moss, like Jaquan McMillan is a name that people need to keep an eye on. He could play. An impact at some point this season, especially in the eyes of depth. You always have to have good depth, and he could solidify himself as being a good depth option so far throughout this upcoming offseason. He's on a good trajectory right now. Can he go on and, and prove it? You know, when the pads come on during training camp, can he make plays in camp? Can he make plays in the preseason? To me, that's going to be the ultimate measure of how we evaluate things. But he is a player that I think Broncos country needs to watch. It's not a non starter on the defensive side of the ball. And would, eager for your thoughts on that one. And also want to know who your selection is on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I feel like when you look at the depth that Denver has defensively at a lot of their major positions, I feel like there's a, a multitude of guys who are non-starters that we can actually talk about, So, how do we dwindle it down? And who do you have?
1: Yeah. I, first of all, I love the pick of Jaquan McMillan. I think to to your point, Cody, if a, if a cornerback is going out there against this group of wide receivers at training camp and standing out on a day-to-day basis, That is going to be one of the biggest storylines of the offseason because why well because first of all you're going up against the sean payton offense and second of all you're going up against a hopefully future hall of fame quarterback in russell wilson and thirdly you're going up against wide receivers who we feel like the broncos have a number of players that excel at at creating separation a number of players that win one-on-one situations a number of guys that we're expecting to be great this season we talked about Portland Sutton as on yesterday's show as being an X factor offensively. You talk about guys like Jerry Judy, his route running, Tim Patrick coming back, Marvin Mims, KJ Hamler. Guys got speed for days. If you're Jaquan McMillan and you can excel at camp against those guys, man, you are you're set. You're like, you you you've done your job. So that's really going to be a major test for him, and I can't wait to see how he does. Also, can't wait to see more Jonathan Cooper. Right when you get to training camp you get to the preseason that's when when the pads come on that's when guys like Jonathan Cooper start to make daily headlines because he's going to go out there he's going to give people bits i just i feel like the broncos the, the, we talked about we don't know quite is frank clark going to open as a starter in training camp i feel like if you kind of pencil him and randy gregory in the starting lineup then jonathan cooper is probably my top non-starter To be watching for as camp opens i my eyes will be fixed hopefully if i'm not there in person cody hopefully they do show a little video footage of camp but i want to see how does jonathan cooper look in one-on-one situations how does he look at, at setting the edge in training camp we know he's a strong dude we know he plays fast we know he's very tenacious he's very intense he plays with high effort but this is the year where if he can put things together he could be more than just a non-starter he could be like you know the sixth man in the nba who plays all the time and you're like oh that guy doesn't start for them he just he's always out there he's always making plays and i think that's kind of what i i view jonathan cooper as this year going forward is that he's going to be that top guy in the rotation who may not be on the sunday night football you know uh, announce his name to to the to the media or whatever but I think he's going to be one of those guys that we constantly are seeing him out there on the field and constantly wanting to know, okay, what kind of impact is he making every play?
0: And I feel like there's even a situation where Jonathan Cooper could actually start for the Broncos. Let's say, hey, they they get to training camp and they slide Brent Clark to defensive end opposite of Zach Allen, and then you have Jonathan Cooper there because Baron Browning's not yet ready to come back. Jonathan Cooper could very well start the season here for Denver, but. He was one of those guys that Sean Payton, when I asked him during mandatory minicamp, you know, what his thoughts are, because Cooper was just all over the place. Once again, no pads, no contact, but he was constantly disrupting the flow of the offensive rhythm when he was in his pass rush attempts there. How does it look against pads? How does he do against Mike McGlinchey? How does he do against Garrett Bowles? That's these are other evaluations that not only give us an idea on Cooper, but maybe we also get a little bit more on these players that he's going against As well, and it's going to bring out, I think, the best overall. And as Sean Payton has said, practice—it's going to be intense. It's not going to be lackadaisical. You have to get hardened a little bit in terms of what he said. And I'm I'm excited to see how that approach maybe plays out during Broncos training camp. But we're eager for your thoughts on the defensive side of the ball. Who are some non-starters that you have your eyes on in Broncos country? Let us know if you're watching on YouTube or wherever. You listen to your podcast. We're going to continue the conversation with some wildcard factors, players maybe we didn't discuss, either on offense, either on defense, some other non-starters that Broncos country needs to keep their eye on. You're going to get that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you, our friends over there, at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates that are available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You go on to LinkedIn Jobs, you go on, you create a job post looking for what you're Searching for in qualified candidates, it creates a post in just minutes in terms of efficiency. That's exactly what you need to get the right team member. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And simple tools like screening questions, they make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and the right experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. And as you go on throughout 2023, it's important that you hire the right team member. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Who are some other non-starters that Broncos Country needs to keep their eye on during training camp and during the NFL preseason? Thank you so much, Broncos Country, for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe or that follow button so you never miss out in video format what we're talking about with the Denver Broncos every single day all year long as we close in on 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you so much, Broncos Country, where you can also get us in audio format wherever you get your podcasts as well. We appreciate you so much for making time out of your day to listen to us or to watch us talk all things orange and blue. We're also eager for your thoughts as well. Some X factors, some non-starters that you need to keep an eye on. If you have any players out there that we haven't talked about, throw them in the comment section down below. But Sarah, let's talk about some other players here on this list here that maybe we didn't get to talk about in segment one or segment two specifically. I think we should start things off with one guy on the offensive side of the ball who has dealt with some injuries throughout his career. But man, when fully healthy, you can project and you can see the clear vision on what type of impact this guy can have for you and for the offense, which needs big plays, explosive plays downfield. I'm going to start things off with K.J. Hamler. I think right now, K.J. Hamler, he's got a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he's an underdog in the eyes of many people coming into training camp. He's fully healthy. He's fully ready to go. We could see that explosiveness on display deep downfield where, hey, it really tests every element of your defense. And when you combine that with guys like Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, I mean, it's a wild card right there. And if healthy, look, he can have a big impact, in my opinion, for the Broncos this upcoming season.
1: And I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but I I am still holding out hope that there is beyond 2023 potential for KJ Hamler in Denver. Like, I, I want to see him on this roster next year as well. So what does that mean he has to do in 2023? Well, First and foremost, hopefully stay mostly healthy, which, like you said, that's been an issue in his career. But look, it's not like he wants those things to happen. And at some point, yes, if he he can't stay on the field, I think NFL teams will kind of start to move on and things like that. But I do believe he has a chip on his shoulder. It sounds like maybe he's going to be more active at training camp in the preseason than maybe we thought based on the pectoral injury that he had early in the offseason here. So I'm hopeful for K.J. Hamler, Cody, and I, I love that you said it. When he's on the field, man, his impact and presence has always been felt. I, I think that's the thing that keeps me coming back is that when he does play, he's such an impactful player, whether it's this, just the threat of him taking the top off the defense or whether it's him actually doing that. You know, you think back to games like the Carolina game a couple of years ago, the Jacksonville game last year. You think about what he did even in the preseason against Minnesota I mean, just he has that ability in him. And and I I believe so strongly that it's it it can be consistent. It it can be a more consistent piece of the offense if he can stay on the field. And therefore, I want to see beyond 2023. I want to see K.J. Hamler on this team. So that starts with, I guess, just taking it one day at a time. Right. And making sure that you're out there on the field. But as much as he can anyway. So I'm excited to see him. Cody, I, I can't wait for him to hopefully have a bounce back year and really prove all, all of what people like us believe that he can make that significant impact in the NFL and that he, I mean, that speed, it's going to change the game for the Denver Broncos. So who's another guy too
0: on the offense? If you had to pick somebody that maybe we didn't get to talk about in first segment or segment two that, Hey, need to keep an eye on this guy as well. Is there anybody that maybe we missed initially?
1: I think, you know, Chris Manhurts, like I said, I flipped the script. I initially had him on there before Jarrett Stidham, but I wanted to kind of just touch on Stidham first because I think his impact could be so tremendous off the field. But Chris Manhurts, the the tight end, who's not going to be a starter for the Broncos this year, but he's going to play probably, you know, 30 to 40% of the snaps. And we're going to notice, I think, when he's out there, the running game is going to be so physical. That's when the Broncos, they're not going to need to bring out a sixth offensive lineman. They've got Chris Manhurts, who that's been his job. I mean, what does he have? 24 receptions in over 100 games played as an NFL tight end. That tells you right there that this guy can block. This guy can do his job in the running game. And not just that, but he can pass protect as well. He's very good in that regard. So I think Chris Manhertz is one of those guys. He's not going to make a ton of headlines, but he is a, a player that we're going to notice making a big impact as a non-starter.
0: He's big, man, too. I could tell you this. Look at like being at Mandatory Minicamp, the times where we moved into the Pat Bowling field house for practice, he warmed up right in front of us. And he's tall. Like, you know, for me, I'm five ten. And the question is like, oh, this guy's six foot four. He looks bigger than six foot four. And it's because he he's got like a basketball player's body. Like he's a guy that I feel like in certain situations, you look at the twenty four catches over the seven years in his career. He's entering year number eight this upcoming season here with the Broncos. And it's like, all right, well, hey, you know what? Maybe. The scouting report says this guy really isn't going to be involved in the passing game too much. But for a guy like Sean Payton, who we know is very innovative to me, it's like, all right, Hey, people think he's not going to be in the passing game. Well, you know, when we put him out there and we run, 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 we're going to lull the defense to sleep. And then, Hey, we might hit him on a, a goal line fade, or We might hit him on a tight end arrow or something like that. And then let his big body and his size do the rest of the work. And on top of that, and Hertz will probably play a little bit more on the special team side as well. I mean, he's going to have double duty here because the Broncos, they have to replace losing Eric Saubert, who was a key special teams guy for them last year. Man Hertz honestly fits the mold for what they need on special teams and also in the blocking department, as you brought up on the offensive side of the ball, to help get the run game going. And maybe, maybe like Eric Tomlinson last year, who had a similar scouting report in a sense, maybe not as much in terms of the overall length in years, but you look at maybe just, hey, this guy is mainly brought in as a blocker. He ended up catching two touchdowns last year. Could have had three if he got that one toe in on the inch line against the Seattle Seahawks in week one. So I, I like that. I think that's a very under the radar pick here. Let's go with another guy here as well that we feel like maybe, you know, Broncos fans, What we don't know exactly what he's going to be just yet. But I think everybody's excited for it. And that is Riley Moss, obviously cornerback drafted out of Iowa. Sarah, you know, Riley Moss very well being an Iowa Hawkeye fan. And I I think for maybe the projection right now with Sertan and Damari Mathis, we talked about Jaquan McMillan. I think a lot of this, too, is like, what is Riley Moss going to do? I think we all envision me. He might play some on the defensive side of the ball during the regular season. I'll be curious to see how many snaps he gets in the regular season. He's going to play a lot in the preseason, which will be good. But the question is, what type of impact can he also have on special teams? I think that is so huge because I think in the NFL with these guys, and we've seen it with other guys on the Broncos historically, cut your teeth on special teams, make plays, and you will get your opportunity to play on whatever side of the ball you specialize in. We have seen that historically throughout the Broncos tenure,
1: no matter who the head coach has been. And he's a guy that I think you can rely on to make game altering plays and whether that's special teams or defensively, like you mentioned, that's what I'm going to be counting on him to do. Not, not to put too much pressure on him. Right. But at the same time, the Broncos did trade up quite a bit to get Riley Moss. And so they obviously have a vision for him this season, not just beyond the season, but I think he's one of those types of players that, okay, like you said, we're going to be watching very closely. He'll play a lot in the preseason But it's going to be a lot of reading between the lines to figure out where exactly we're going to see him in the regular season. Because if all goes well, he's not going to be one of those two starting outside guys this year. It's going to be Mathis and Sertan. So where does that leave him? That's what's going to be fascinating to me. But special teams, first and foremost, I think that's going to be the biggest area where he can make game-altering plays. And I think he will. I think that speed that uh, this physicality that he brings to the table and just the, he's kind of a ball magnet. He's got the ability. He's always reeling in turnovers one way or the other. So that's what I'm really looking forward to him as a non-starter this year. I think he's going to be making an impact all over the field.
0: Broncos country. We're always eager for your thoughts on terms of this topic that we've discussed on today's episode, lockdown Broncos, which non-starters do you need to pay attention to? If there's one that you feel like we missed out on, let us know in the YouTube comments, down below, if you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, you can tweet us on social media, on Twitter, at Cody NFL at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Because I'm also on threads as well, Cody NFL, if you've made the transition from Twitter to that. I know many people have. I'm over there. Uh, so make sure, hey, get involved in the conversation. But this really sets the table. If you're an everyday listener of the show, We're here. Training camp position previews will officially kick off on tomorrow's episode of the show as Sarah and myself. We take a look at the quarterback position and these training camp position previews. We look at the overview of these positions. We look at position-specific battles to watch, sleepers to keep an eye on, and we even even make our projections for maybe how the room may look in the regular season. You're going to get all that on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.